Good afternoon. I'm Dennis Vittorian, and this is the 25th hour helping you stay on top of everything that happened beyond the 24-7 news cycle. It's been almost eight months now since Eric Adams has been elected New York City mayor, and we've had some polling taking the temperature on how New Yorkers feel about the self-proclaimed mayor with swagger. A lot of news has come and gone looking at how Adams has handled gun crime, his relationship with Albany, and even what the mayor is up to in the city's nightlife. Helping us parse through everything, this episode features an exclusive interview with Jeff Colton, who just so happens to be the first guest re-interviewed for the show. Jeff is the City Hall Bureau Chief for City and State, one of the foremost publications covering New York news and politics. You can find him covering New York City's politicos at City Hall, throwing questions at Mayor Adams, and even throwing the first pitch recently for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Jeff, happy to have you on the show again. Thanks for having me back. I, I really appreciate the uh, the vote of confidence, just as the Brooklyn Cyclones uh, <laughs> gave me a vote of confidence by giving me the ball before yeah. the game. <laughs> you see? So we can't go wrong here, Jeff. So let me just uh, launch first into uh, what we're going to talk about here today. Now, whether it's swagger, calling demonstrators clowns, yelling at the press, Eric Adams keeps getting into trouble for what he says. So how do we feel about a recent quote from New York Magazine saying Adams is just winging it? I want to give credit to uh, to the author of that story, David Friedlander, one of my favorite reporters, writers in, in New York uh, and a competitor of mine, definitely. Um, that, that was a fantastic article. It really got people talking and so much of it was true. Uh, and yet that part, the mayor winging it, I, I guess, you know, the mayor is winging it. That It is true. But the thing is, everybody is winging it as mayor of New York City. What prepares you for this job? What prepares you for a a, a workforce of 350,000 people and, and being the, the nominal leader of, of a city of 9 million and a, and a suburban area of 20 million. And, you know, all these people across the country that love New York and want to follow it or hate New York and want to follow it and, 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 you know, watch Fox News and learn about New York City burning to the ground because of our <laughs> crime policies. Uh, it's just, it is a huge job. I mean, many people say it is, it is the second biggest uh, job in politics short of being president of the United States. Uh, nobody's prepared for that. So yes, the mayor is winging it. But, uh, you know, we, we do talk so much about what the mayor says, uh, his, his jokes, his gaffes, his insulting comments. Um, this is all super important. Let's be clear. It is my job to listen to the mayor, to interpret what he says, to hold him accountable. But but let's be honest. I mean, what the mayor says, whatever he says at a press conference, it is it is less important than what he does, who he appoints, what his government implements. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, that's a bigger question. That's a bigger question about about how the government is is implementing right now. Um, it is too early. In many cases, uh, or in many cases, you could say the Adams administration has shown us exactly who they are, and, and, and we know what's happening. You know, we 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 did see the uh, the recreation of the gun violence unit. We we see uh, bringing back homeless sweeps, uh, trying to get people off the streets and into shelters. Um, that's a bigger debate, I'll say. But uh, yes, I guess broad point is yeah. I think the mayor is winging it, uh, but anybody would be. You just this this is a this is a crazy job, and Lord, we saw how much Bill De Blasio changed mm-hmm. from 2014 to 2021, and now just this week to when he dropped out of the congressional race. Uh, it is it is a big job, but it it wears you down. Yeah, and I mean, you started touching upon it a little bit. I mean, we can forget for a second what Adams is saying, and you you started talking about his focus on gun crime, which 
I mean, he could probably say that that's the number one issue that he campaigned on, and that's what voters ended up getting him in for, his homeless, uh, homelessness sweeps, um, which are controversial. So, I mean, some would say pay less attention to what the mayor says and more on what Mayor Adams does. And can we gauge how well Adams is doing just based on his actions alone right now? Look, again, uh, being mayor is an absolutely huge job. So you do need to, to focus in on, on smaller pieces. You know, education has been a really big topic here. Uh, we, there's, there's been an ongoing fight over the education budget. Mm. Uh, the mayor, um, to, to oversimplify a very complicated discussion, the mayor basically says, yeah, we're going to give schools a little bit less this year because there's fewer students. And a lot of, uh, you know, uh, people that care about those schools, whether it be parents or teachers, they're saying that maybe works on a macro level, but look at our school. Our school is getting less money. You know, right. what are you doing here? This is mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's just one little example of, of uh, maybe the mayor doing something that he thought was a pretty easy decision and, and getting a lot of pushback. Uh, yes, with crime, that's been a huge focus of the mayor. Uh, it's been it's been rhetorically his, his number one focus. And in practice, he's definitely been more involved with the police department than any other agency, I would say. Uh, look, crime numbers are uh, up this year. I, I don't completely blame the mayor for that. I mean, that's a very complicated mix of things that causes crime and also even when you say crime numbers, that's a more complicated issue than it first seems. Uh, I haven't checked recently, but last time I checked, murders were down year over year. Shootings were down year over year. We're going on a good trend there in New York City. Thank goodness, you know, fewer people getting shot, fewer people dying. That is a huge win. Uh, the number of larcenies is up. You know, there's more robberies, there's more burglaries, uh, that kind of stuff. That really does make people very uneasy. People are... are are worried people are, are losing their uh their belongings stores are getting broken into that's a serious problem uh but again i don't i don't blame the mayor for that i think it's one piece and and his department is going to have to find a way to respond to that so um, so is the honeymoon period over for mayor adams i mean no because he, he's look he's already i guess starting to do something about the numbers um i don't know about how the people of New York City feel, um, but in terms of the raw stats, I think we're starting to see something uh, go uh, in a downward slope. But as you pointed out, um, you know, in terms of other types of crimes, uh, you know, those numbers are maybe going up a little bit. And, and that's where I, I think uh, I want to put my finger on the heartbeat of the city for, uh, for a second. I mean, so are New Yorkers ready to blame Adams for anything going on or are they still giving him a little bit more time to try to settle into the role um, at this point? New Yorkers are definitely ready to blame Adams. Um, <laughs> I am, I am giving him, I'm um, trying to be, you know, very careful here and, and, you know, give a, give a broad picture. Uh, but, you know, if you talk to uh, somebody on the street, uh, yeah, he's the mayor. They're going to blame him for whatever the heck. And, you know, Mm. he knows that and he accepts that and Adams welcomes it. Sometimes, sometimes he'll say, Oh, don't blame me. You know, I'm perfectly imperfect, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, people are definitely ready to blame the mayor. That's just part of the job. As, as I was kind of talking about before, it's such a hard job. (laughs) He wanted it. He wanted it. All right. Um, (laughs) And I think, you know, some things are absolutely fair to, to blame the mayor for, you know, if you're unhappy 
about, uh, you know, if you're unhappy about homeless folks on the street, whether from the perspective of, you know, get these people off my street or from the perspective of, oh my God, this is a humanitarian crisis. And I would, you know, I wish there were a place for them to sleep. Mm-hmm. Either of those really like they're fixable problems. I mean, it's a big problem, but it is fixable. And, and, you know, these are things that it is fair to, to blame the city for and, and, and want the city to respond in a different way or, a, a, you know, try a different technique or more effective, right. whatever. Uh, so broad answer, people are ready to blame Adams. We saw the poll numbers from a couple, like a month ago or so. Uh, mm-hmm. They're way down. You know, people, people are, uh, were excited about Adams at first. Uh, there's definitely been a, a, a broadly a sense of, uh, you know, people are, are maybe less like hyped about him. And now we're just kind of like, well, yep, you know, he's, he's the mayor. He's the guy. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I think he's in danger of like losing the election yet. I mean, we'll right. see when 2025 comes around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's going to be a tough ride. Going to be a tough ride. And, and not for nothing. Like you said, the guy wanted the job. Uh, he put himself out there as someone who has solutions, someone who takes those solutions seriously. He painted progressives as having their heads in the clouds and uh, I mean, he's definitely active, right? I mean, he's he's been out there basically uh, delivering press conferences on a myriad of issues. He, his schedule is always jam packed. Um, he's even partying it up with uh, celebrities, uh, uh, you know, in the city's nightclubs. But, you know, in terms of funneling it down a little bit, I mean, what is Adams trying to make his signature achievement within the first year? Because when we look at other mayors, I mean, for example, de Blasio, his uh, universal pre-K always comes up. I mean, that was something he was gunning for and he got it done. So, it, I mean, we always hear about Adams talking about gun crime, but he also has his campaign uh, bringing awareness about dyslexia. So is there is there something that he's trying to make his first year achievement to your knowledge? Look, nothing immediately comes to mind. Uh, I think you're right. The, the dyslexia program uh, could be a real legacy issue. Uh, but I mean, look, the mayor's only talked about that, as far as I can tell, like once or twice in the mm. past seven months. Uh, so, you know, that's not a defining achievement yet in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess his his goal, more than anything else, is to make New Yorkers safer. Uh, feel safer. I don't know. I don't know if he's helping them feel safer. He's talking mm-hmm. a lot about how dangerous it is out here. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I really do think public safety is is the main focus. Whether that is uh, his his approach of uh, you know trying to stop guns from coming into the city, uh, he tried to change the bail laws in Albany. Um, there's definitely an open debate on whether those bail laws really have any effect on mm. crime. To be clear, but that is what Adams thinks, and that is what he was trying to do. So mm. I will give him credit for. Um, I don't like for, you know, he was trying again. Yeah. Bail laws didn't get changed much, not nearly to uh, what he wanted to see this year. Mm-hmm. So it, it always comes back to, to crime. That seems mm-hmm. to be his main focus. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other things the mayor's doing. Let's be clear. He's, he's talked about, uh, he released a housing program. You know, he's mm-hmm. talking about building more housing. Mm-hmm. Um, that of course takes a while. That's not an immediate program. That's going to be, you know, uh, a legacy thing. It's going to take a few years to see, to see changes. Uh, and my gosh, I mean, again, being mayor, it's a huge job. And I'm sure there's so many other things, mm-hmm. uh, 
even just, you know, he just had his first budget passed. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't see any top line, big, exciting thing I, that I can think of. Um, it was it was more about, uh, you know, here and there, more money for this, more money for this, cuts mm -hmm. restored, cuts restored. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing to the level of universal pre-K. Mm -hmm. it, it almost looks like when we're trying to cut a little bit beneath the surface, Adams is still trying to find a way to effectively learn how to govern the city. And, and it's not to say that he doesn't have any experience governing whatsoever. I, I think he's trying to find his footing, um, just making sure that he has a good grasp on, like you said, making sure that the city's budget is, you know, totally fiscally solvent. Um, you know, he has been out talking about making sure that the city's workforce is coming back into offices to try to revive the economy, uh, you know, at least before COVID levels. But we're struggling with that and we're actually seeing our COVID levels. I mean, they're marginally increasing. Uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, but they're starting to increase a little bit. And there's a little bit of anxiety in terms of, well, is Adams inclined to, you know, kick back restrictions or not? It doesn't look like he wants to do that. So um, there's that. Uh, and you also talked about his relationship with Albany a little bit. I mean, he has to go to Albany for a lot of things. And, and you know, previously on the last episode of New York City, uh, we saw how Bill de Blasio and then Governor Andrew Cuomo, they had a rivalry that completely just froze up, you know, I feel like anything, you know, in the city. And at least it looks like Adams and uh, Governor Kathy Hochul have a working relationship. So, uh how much of a coalition does Adams have here to really get anything passed? I mean, fine, we're not getting a clear-cut, concrete, first-year legacy item here, but, um, you know, does he have even a coalition to get something off the ground as of right now? Look, not, not in Albany, mm. um, which did kind of surprise me. Uh, I thought that he would be coming in as a first-year mayor, uh, somebody who would be a very helpful endorsement for Governor Hochul. Um, and I thought Adams was going to get whatever the heck he wanted mm. in Albany. Um, <laughs> that was a bad prediction. Uh, it seems like he came in maybe too confident, uh, thought he had more support than he did. And the legislators didn't like his approach. I mean, that's, that's all the reporting. That's from a little bit of what I've heard and certainly a lot of what I've read. And, uh, you know, he, he got some things passed, to be clear. Um, there was like an earned income tax credit uh, extension or something. I'm sorry, I don't know the exact details on that. Not the sexy um, stuff. Not the sexy stuff. <laughs> yeah, not the sexy stuff. He, you know, he wanted to extend uh, the 421A program. Very mm -hmm. sexy. You know, we're mm -hmm. talking about tax credits uh, to build affordable housing yeah. in luxury buildings. Uh, he wanted that, didn't get it passed. He wanted, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, dangerousness standard for mm -hmm. judges, uh, a sort of a bail adjustment, didn't get that. Mm -hmm. Wanted a longer extension for mayoral control, didn't get that. He got a little one, just a short one. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, yeah, I, I really thought he would be coming up to Albany. Uh, a former state senator as well, mm -hmm. who worked up in Albany for mm -hmm. like seven years, mm -hmm. just didn't get it. Just didn't, didn't get a lot of what he wanted. Um, I think that's going to be something that his uh, intergovernmental team is working on a lot over the, uh, the six months where Albany is not in session and uh, going to really try and hit the ground running uh, come 2023, um, presumably with a Democratic governor and Kathy Hochul still reelected in this deep blue state. Um, Lord knows what's going to happen if uh, if Zeldin gets elected governor, if the Republican gets elected. 
Um, We're going to need you to come back I mean, onto the show to explain a yeah, couple of things look, if that happens. <laughs> some would argue that, you know, uh, Adams works well with the Republicans and, you know, they'd, they'd find a partner in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it's much better for him status quo to, to maintain the current governor. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely an area to watch going into 2023. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot to lots of change um, for the mayor. He's got at least another three and a half years as mm-hmm. mayor. So we're going to see many storylines. So what is simply. so what is it about his approach that's rubbing people the wrong way? Uh, I like you know like you said he's receiving a cold shoulder up there in albany and uh, i mean look how can you say no to the mayor of swagger i mean what's going on there that's what i wonder i I wonder if it is something about you know coming in with too much confidence or, Mm. or or something whether it's from the mayor himself or even just from his his team kind of expecting that they're going to get what they want um, that's just kind of my theory. I, I don't know the specifics of what exactly went wrong here. I mean, to be clear, some of the things he was pitching were very difficult, very politically controversial, such as that uh, dangerousness standard for judges uh, regarding setting bail. Uh, you know, that, that's been something that also Cuomo pushed for and de Blasio pushed for, and they didn't get it. So this isn't, you know, that wasn't just a failure of Adams. And look, he still did get an extension to mm-hmm. mayoral control. So it's not like he totally fell flat on his face in Albany. Let's let's be clear here, but uh, certainly didn't get everything he wanted. And and I think it it might have been going in with too much confidence and, and not, mm-hmm. not working within the the rules that Albany mm-hmm. has set. Uh, you know, for better or for worse, uh, most people are not uh, quite happy with the way that state government works up there. And uh, you know, uh, I, I think the mayor might be the latest one to have a, a complaint about right. the, the way things are. And it's a wake up call for him for sure. I imagine uh, considering the amount of confidence, like you said, he thought that he would come in and, and uh, place a lot of change into the system, which I mean, look, he, it's a good thing he did that. It's a lot of optimism and voters need optimism. The public needs optimism, especially after COVID, especially since crime was increasing way before he started even campaigning. So I get where he's coming from with that, it, you know, but we can't ignore the factionalism that's been exacerbated a little bit since he's been uh, elected. I mean, even here in New York City, we're seeing him kind of make unnecessary moves into the Brooklyn Democratic Party even. Um, and, and huge disclosure to the listeners here. I, I am the legal director for the Brooklyn Young Democrats, um, but I am acting. I have my 25th hour host uh, hat on for this one. So we're objectively talking about uh how, how Adam's moves are being, um, let's say, accepted or how they're being uh, analyzed by his fellow Democrats, even here in Kings County. What's your take on that? Yeah, look, uh, I've written a lot about uh, Brooklyn politics uh, with the Democratic Party and, and all of these races. I pay a lot of attention to the mayor's political game, who he's endorsing. Uh, who he's giving money to, that sort of thing. I, I find it to be very interesting. Um, and here's another one where the mayor might have gone in with too much confidence, or yeah. I guess at the very least, uh, the mayor didn't take on any very tough political fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give him credit. His 2021 20, primary was an incredibly difficult political fight, and he came out on top there. Uh, so, you know, the guy knows politics, uh, or at least he hires people who certainly know politics. He was elected mayor of New York City. But, you know, 
uh, if we're looking just at a few of the endorsements that he made this cycle, uh, we're talking about Nikki Lucas, uh, assembly member. Uh, we're talking about Hercules Reed. Uh, we're talking about Brian Cunningham. Uh, we're talking about Renee Collymore. I'm just naming random names here, I guess. And really, there's no uh, common thread in there either, uh, because some of them won, some of them lost. Uh, that's the thing. I guess the, the broad point here is that the mayor didn't actually get too deeply involved uh, with any of them, as far as I could tell. He did hold a press conference for Hercules Reed, who then proceeded to get crushed in, in the election. Um, that was really a, a mark of loyalty for Adams, to be clear. Hercules, uh, an assembly candidate in Brownsville, uh, he'd worked for Mayor Adams for, gosh, like about three or four years now. Uh, a loyal aide came with him from Brooklyn Borough Hall to the campaign to City Hall. So Adams endorsing him. Um, I think a lot of people took that as, you know, like he was he was there for somebody who had been there for him. Um, and I don't think he was like working too hard, pulling strings to really make him win. Um, but then there were other elections like Nikki Lucas, an assembly member who was facing a DSA backed candidate in Karan Allen. And uh, Nikki Lucas won easily uh, in a landslide. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she didn't need the mayor's help there, to be clear. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, again, I'm just kind of naming random random races here without yeah, yeah. a through line. I'm paying a lot of attention, I guess, to what the mayor's doing. But I don't think we've seen yet the uh, the the Adams uh, manifesto, the political mm -hmm. manifesto. I guess the one through line, to be clear, the one consistent thing here is that all of the political candidates that Adams supported were running against progressive working families party backed candidates. Mm. Uh, the mayor has been relatively careful about his words. You know, last year in the summer, he was caught on tape at a fundraiser criticizing Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm -hmm. and he was uh, saying the DSA wants to get me down. Mm -hmm. And that story is still referenced now, a year later, because that mm -hmm. was like the one time when he made it clear. Everything yeah. else has been a little more subtle. Look, we know that the mayor doesn't get along with progressives, and we know the mayor isn't a progressive, and we know the mm -hmm. progressives don't like the mayor, and WFP doesn't like the mayor. They ran against him. Mm -hmm. uh, so interesting thing to watch there, where yeah. Adams mm -hmm. is really running against the progressive movement. Yeah. And he, he, you know, as a former Republican as well, I mean, Mayor Adams is definitely trying to put on a new front for the Democratic Party. I mean, he's saying he's the new face of the Democratic Party and it's a moderate face, I feel like. Um, so just to close us out here. Look, I mean, we're coming up on uh, month eight. How do you see the trajectory going for the Adams administration? I mean, are any are there any political trends that you're keeping an eye on in the future for Mayor Adams? Is it just more pro safety policies, something else? I am interested to see if he becomes more of a national figure. Mm -hmm. We've seen him dipping his toe in that. Uh, just this week, he appeared on Good Morning America, or maybe it was the Today Show, one of those national morning shows with a number of other Black mayors to talk about tackling gun violence. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw him uh, pitching to the Democratic National Convention, wanting to host it in 2024. That would be a real feather in his cap. You know, it would say, I'm the, the mayor of, you know, in front of all the Democrats. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen him appear with Joe Biden a few times. So yes, he's been, he's been dipping his toes in that. Um, it will be interesting to see if he goes all out and tries to do like a national tour, or tries to get involved the way mm -hmm. that Bill de Blasio did 
uh, in his first few years as, as mayor. Uh, so that's on one side. On the other hand, uh, yeah, look, I do wonder if, if the Adams administration is going to start narrowing down, making a couple of big uh, programs to focus on, you know, really highlighting some things, trying to make something into their universal pre-K, even if it's not as big, not as expansive, you know, you, you can play something up and make it feel like this is defining the administration. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, look, right now, at this point, I think if you talk to most people, his administration is defined by uh, trying to tackle gun violence and then also keeping the city open and, and, and not, uh, you know, doing any coronavirus regulations and talking about going out and spending money and, and you should go back to your offices and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, both of these are, I, I guess to put it simply, frustrating topics for a lot of people. And uh, it will be interesting to see if he uh, tries to, you know, focus a little more on something like preschool, that's, right. um, a little more, a little more universally accepted. As, right. hey, that's a seems, great thing. seems like it's a little bit of a safe thing for him to <laughs> tread on if all else fails. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So, Jeff, thank you so much for coming back to the show. We hope to have you back on again. If uh, you know, if anything else changes, uh, you are a absolutely welcome guest for the 25th hour. Things are always changing. I appreciate you listening to my, my disordered thoughts about our <laughs> disordered mayor of New York City. So thank you, Dennis. It's more orderly than you think, Jeff. Uh, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, look out for Jeff Colton's articles in City and State. He uh, also uh, is one of the foremost voices on uh, the Adams administration. So he is very, very big to watch. Okay. And that's it. For this week's show of the 25th hour, helping you stay on top of the 24-7 news cycle. Don't forget to rate us wherever you get your podcast, share us with your friends, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can email your tips and suggestions at the 25th hour news at gmail.com and become a patron today to support the show at patreon.com slash the 25th hour news. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. 